0: Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Hello Bengals fans, I am Matt Minnick and this is Coach Speak. Well today we are going to get back to our roots. We are going to get back to how this podcast began at the beginning of the season and you know that was really just looking at at coach speak <laughs> looking know what the coaches were saying and trying to evaluate some of that make some sense of it and figure out uh, where this team was going based on some of those things so let's uh, let's talk a little bit we had press availability from Zach Taylor head coach defensive coordinator Lou Roma and offensive coordinator Brian Callahan all those guys Uh, speaking to the media recently. Uh, So I just pulled out a couple of things um, that I thought were interesting and that I thought were really important and and poignant to to where we're at right now. So let's start with Zach Taylor. Uh, Zach Taylor talked about the process, that pre-draft process. And look, it's a lot. It can be exhausting. And, you know, there have been some recent kind of funny comments from... Uh, some prospects about, you know, all the, all the ridiculous things that go on. You hear all kinds of crazy stories about some of the questions people are asked, things like that. Um, Taylor talked about how that process and how they deal with that process can be a really good indicator of their ability to have success in the NFL. And, you know, not just because, uh, you know, training to run a 40 and to run a three-cone and all that stuff, you know, that doesn't really – necessarily tell you that they're going to be the best pro but being able to you know withstand you know the length of this process you know the physical toll it, it pays, you know, all the all the things that they're doing physically, uh, but then also just like the mental toll, you know, all the conversations they're having, the the flights they're having to to go and visit different people and different teams, and you know, having to bring in all this information, sort through it, like just the the mental and the physical strain. Um, he talked about embracing the grind, you know, and, and how that can equate to success at the next level, because it equates to embracing the grind of the season, you know, that super long and getting longer now NFL season, being able to embrace that. Uh, so I thought that was definitely a, an interesting point because, you know, we kind of make fun of it and we are, like how ridiculous it is. And it is kind of ridiculous, but you know, there's something there that you can, you can take out of it for the people that are having success with it. Um. Next go to Callahan. You know, Callahan talked about something kind of si- similar. Uh, they were asked about – he was asked about intangibles. And, you know, it, he said, look, intangibles, like, you really can't measure them, which is pretty much just the definition of intangible. Uh, <laughs> so a little bit of coach speak there. But, um, you know, he talked about sometimes you you just walk into a room, you know, you're just around a, a guy, and, and you just know. Like, they've got that quality – they're a winner um and he's like you know like if you could quantify it if you could measure it if you could get it down to a science you'd probably make a lot of money but he said it just really comes from from experience you know from being around it from seeing it uh and from seeing those people that, that have success that you know once you're there you know once you're around it you know it you recognize it when you see it back to taylor um so both taylor and lewin royal were were asked about do you need an immediate starter at 31 you know do you need a guy who can come in and play uh taylor had something interesting to say that he's like look you you do all this all this work for the draft and you're evaluating guys and you're meeting with guys and you're working guys out but until you get your hands on them you really don't know how fast you can get them out there so i think that tells us something about you know the jackson carmen situation you know that that uh you know he wasn't ready to go this year, obviously, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean mean he's out. And for everything everything we've seen from the team, uh, doesn't doesn't appear that he's out. Uh, more on that later, uh, and you know that, that tells you at that thirty one spot that they're they're willing to not necessarily go for a, a perceived immediate need. You know, go somewhere where they're going to add some competition or, you know, get somebody in, you know, eventually. Uh, but that they, they don't feel that they need to add somebody who's going to be an immediate starter. And, and Lou will kind of echoed that. He's like, look, the good news is we don't. You know, we're, we're in a pretty good spot right now. So, you know, that, that gives you a little bit of an idea. I think we all have the positions that we're looking at. I think corner is a very popular one um, to, to look at for that. And that's a, a position where I, I think they could do very well. Um, in this year's draft. Uh, and at that, that 31 slot, I, I think they, they could find a pretty good player there. Um, personally, I'm starting to lean uh, towards the, the three-tech route uh, that they might be able to find an even better player there. You know, and both of those are positions where I think a guy could come in and win that starting job. But they are not. They don't think it, it needs to happen. You know, they've got Eli Apple, they've got B.J. Hill, and they f- they feel comfortable with that. They feel a lot more comfortable with Eli Apple than most of the people listening to this podcast probably do. Um, so I think a lot of that 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 you know urgency perceived in that need. I think there's definitely a need, but I think the urgency in that need is is more of an outside perception than an internal perception. Um, you know, and Aruma talked about, it. like, you know, we'll, we'll, see, you know, the guys that come in and they're ready to compete, they're going to have a chance. They're going to get more reps. So, you know, they're going to let those guys compete and, uh, and fight it out, uh, in camp. So it'd be interesting to see what they add to that, uh, what they add to that group, who they throw in there. Um, but you know, they, they don't, they don't feel they have a need. They don't feel they have, um, you know, that they the, the need to, Add somebody at a specific position that early on you know Callahan was asked about players they're targeting and he's like well you know when you're picking six it's easy uh, <laughs> but there's so many people in front of you right now like you've got guys you like but you have no idea what's gonna happen in front of you and how things are gonna break down so you can't really have your heart set on uh, a certain player falling into your lap because you just don't know what's gonna happen in those first few hours of the draft before you even get up on the board another thing with Callahan, um, you know, kind of ties into those things we've, we've been talking about here. He, he was very passionate about the competition on the O-line, you know, and he said, hey, look, we added three, three good starters. We've got Jonah coming back. You know, uh, we added those three starters in free agency. We've got Jonah coming back, and really it's just that left guard position uh, that, that they've got the competition at. And, you know, it, it really sounds like it's, it's, it's Carmen, you know, and it's and identity it's in there. Um, and we'll see because you know there, there's some things there, there, nobody's really like going to bat for you know you know really that strongly endorsing Carmen, um, which I don't think they should because they got they got Hakim there too you know like what's that what's that telling Hakim who who was your starter for most of the year um, you know I, I I think both of those guys need to improve I think Hakim didn't get the full offseason last year because he was injured but remember that was a guy we all really liked um i really liked him in the draft i have always said that he needed to bulk up he needed to get stronger he needs to improve his anchor and he didn't really get an opportunity to do that last year um because of his his injury so we'll see what he can do you know and and i think now carmen you know they they talked about this too about learning to be a pro um acclimating you know to what's going on and, and and really just learning you know the learning curve associated with any position but the o-line in particular uh and how steep that can be you know uh, carmen also a guy who had off-season back surgery before he even got there um and who was adjusting to playing a completely different position that he never played before so now you know they go in there and, and like i said uh there's a lot of passion there about that competition and i think we're gonna see that competition you know as we get some rookies in maybe on the defensive side of the ball too um, to be able to see those things, but but he was he was excited and he was passionate about that that competition. It doesn't really, it definitely doesn't sound like they, they feel like they have a perceived need on the offensive line either. You know, I don't think that removes them from competition or you know the possibility of, of taking an offensive lineman early on. But it doesn't sound like they they really th- feel like that's a pressing need either. It sounds like they they think that something's going to work out there. Um, and, you know, uh, people keep throwing out hope is not a plan. And I don't know who put that in everybody's head that they keep, re- keep repeating it. But, look, that's, you and I can hope. But that doesn't, like, we don't have plans anyway. You know what I mean? Like, we're not making decisions. So, <laughs> you know, for these guys it's different. Like, you know, like there's a developmental curve. And, you know, there's, there's working with these guys. So it's not hope because it's not like man i hope carmen's good next year it's like no i gotta make carmen good next year i gotta make it energy good next year we gotta get those guys in the gym we gotta get those guys working we gotta get the mental reps like that's not hope like they're doing the work too um so we can say it from our point of view but you know hope isn't a plan well we don't have you know we don't you need hope and we're not making plans anyway so it doesn't really matter if hope's a plan or not um anyway sorry uh Slug tangent there, but uh, yeah. So there's going to be the, this competition. You know, like I said, Calhoun sounds really, really enthused about it. Uh, and a rumor never really sounds too enthused about anything. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, it sounds like uh, you know they're open to that there too, and, and that they're going to you know bring in guys and, and let them compete. You know, so don't be surprised if um, you know if, if it is an unexpected position. If there is some unexpected competition in those areas, um, that they'll bring those guys in and uh, and be able to compete. For a starting role. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, they, they sound like they feel pretty good about those things, you know, uh, about how the old offensive line is set up. I mean, honestly, I kind of got the vibe from him. You know, personally, I believe that if, if Linderbaum is on. I believe in Jackson Carmen. I think he's going to turn a corner. I think that they can do some really good things with him because he had some really nice flashes. And I think that he would have played last year. If they were not in a run, I think they just had a little bit more trust in Hakeem because he'd been around for a year, and just mentally he was just a little bit above, which you know makes sense. There's a lot going on, um, but I think he would have played if if they were out of competition. They would have got him that experience. Having said that, I think if Linderbaum is on on the uh, the docket, I don't know, I, I lost the word there. But if, if Linderbaum's still around uh, when the Bengals are picking, I have a hard time believing he won't be. The best player available, I think. Take Harris gives you that flexibility. I think uh, to be able to to get Linderbaum in there, you know, and then you have hey, if Linderbaum's ready, he can be the center. Maybe take Harris is the the guard, but maybe Jackson Carmen beats him out. Um, so we'll we'll see how that type of stuff breaks down. But I got the idea that the Bengals were more comfortable um, that. I don't know that maybe they they don't see it as that need really at all. You know, it sounds like they're really comfortable with Karis. It sounds like they're really comfortable with the competition. So we'll see what happens, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't pass on Linderbaum. I can kind of see them passing on Linderbaum just from, from the, the tone, from the way uh, Calhoun was talking. Um, it, it sounds like that might be a possibility. So, We'll see how this stuff breaks down, uh, but that's just kind of the idea and, and the vibe that I'm getting there. Um, now, we talked a little bit, uh, you know, going back to Anna Ruma he asked about what you want to get at the at the corner position. You know, you, do you want the, the range, the quickness? Do you want – and he's like, well, you know, the, that's my way of rounds, at the top of the draft. Like, you want everything. You want it all. Um, and I was just having a conversation with um, – uh, well, it wasn't really a conversation. It was like it was like two tweets going back and forth with me and, and Joe Goodberry the other day. But, you know, Kyler Gordon's a guy that I like Kyler Gordon a lot. Um, I don't think the Bengals will like him that much because he's not really a, a strider. I don't think he can cover it that much distance necessarily. You know, I think they like this kind of longer, uh, you know, long strider, kind of more rangy type guys. Although, and aroma didn't really like the, like the word range when the, one of the reporters used it uh, to describe a corner. But... I think they kind of like those type of guys at corner, and that's not Kyler. Like he's a he's a he's a quick, uh, flip your hips type of guy, which is my jam. Those are the guys I recruit. Um, that's that's what I look for. Like they, it's like the number one thing. Like people say, "Hey, uh, hey, I got a corner for you." Like you know, uh, in, in recruiting, and I'm like, "Okay, is he hippie? Like that's literally my first question. Um, but it's never really been their thing, uh, and that's why i kind of i have a really good uh you know i, I believe mine for that of of do they like those guys because that's what i like and they they don't seem to like the guys that i like in general so um so they say they're looking for everything you know and and, and guys that they that, that can do it all um and you know you see uh guys like booth and elam i think are our guys that can kind of kind of do it all in that in that scenario booth has a little bit more experience doing some different things um but i think uh, that Elam has the physical tools to do that you know as, as i said from the beginning I, I believe the bengals will love booth um he wasn't my top guy but i think he he probably will be their top guy i think if he's there um that's just there's a strong likelihood all uh, right they haven't been for a top 30 visit why they haven't been for a top 30 visit because he's hurt you know, and, and we, we heard Duke talk about that a while back. This is Coach Speak. We'll get into some GM Speak too. Um, about, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons you bring, bring guys in for these visits is because they're hurt. You got to do the medicals. You got to do some follow ups. So we've definitely seen that with, uh, with a couple of different guys, um, including Booth and including another top pick prospect um, in, in Logan Hall uh just to solidify those medical things might be might be the big reason why they're there i um, not but I, I also think he's probably a, a top guy they're looking at at that position more coming on that soon since you jungle um and then finally uh the last thing we'll talk about here callahan was asked about tape versus traits and you know what do you what do you prefer and he's like well you know coaches we we want the tape you know we want to see that a guy can do it we want to see it on film um which i 1000 percent agree with and when I started breaking down prospects and doing all this stuff online long before Cincy Jungle found me when I was working for you know really working for uh but when I I was uh, writing for uh websites that most of y'all never heard of um you know I was getting caught up in that stuff too I was looking at guys and I was being like well geez this guy this guy has no pass rush moves you know, let alone the the guy's just an absolute beast, uh, you know, physically and he figures it out when he gets to the NFL. But I'd be like, man, I don't like this guy. He didn't have any moves. Um, so I, I can definitely relate to that. But but that that tells you, um, you know, he, he kinda of said, Well that's that, that's that's Duke. You know, that's those guys, you know, the, the they're gonna uh, push those guys in in our position. It sounds like there is a balance there. Uh, but uh, a little bit of a of a glimpse um, into what uh what Callahan thinks you know maybe what coaches are looking over all in general uh is that they want those guys he and he said you're looking for certain minimums but you know I think this gets into uh we talk about like Raz a lot I love Raz uh you know Kent awesome dude been on the show um I think it's a very very useful tool uh, but I think sometimes we look at it and we say well you know this guy's a 9.9 but yeah I mean like like that's great you know bringing in the, the guy that's a, the 10.0 corner to see if he can figure it out that's great you know bringing in you know guys that have these great times and great measurements uh, like that's awesome but you know that in itself isn't going to win you games um, and and some people are really good in shorts you know like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> And not so much when you get in the field so you definitely have to balance those things out um, and I, and i also think that you know there's something to say for Hey, drafting a guy who has really good film and is like, you know, a 7.5 or something, um, nothing wrong with that. Cole Turner, I think the Bengals are going to love Cole Turner from Nevada. Not great numbers, fine numbers, not great numbers, you know, not crazy numbers. You know, I think you look at a guy like that, um, you know, versus some other tight ends that are, that are testing off the charts but but don't really have the film. You know, I I actually tweeted that out a while back. I feel like um, Dolchik, I'm going to have to learn that one at some point. I'll have, uh, I'll have Sands teach me. Uh, but, you know, the UCLA tight end, you know, I, I feel like he's a guy, and I feel like uh, Kohler from uh, Iowa State, I feel like those are guys who have the tape that backs their testing. But I feel like a lot of these tight ends, like, So, I mean, it'd be nice to see both of those things, Um, and and obviously, you know, the the testing lets you know kind of a ceiling, uh, but if the tape isn't backing it up, then, you know, the floor is pretty low, too, you know, that that lets you know, to me, you need answers for those things, you know, if if a guy has all the measurements, all the skill, and all the traits that you're looking for, and he's not doing a film, to me, that just raises questions, you know, why, and you know, I think those are questions that we can't really answer. I, I think those are those are things that you're you're digging deep and you're figuring out, um, not not even really from film study, but you're you're talking to people, you're you're you know evaluating kind of their scheme, talking to their coaching staff and people who have been around these guys, um, trying to figure out you know is, were they asking him to do things that were relate really right for him? Were they not putting him in the right situations? Um, are we not testing the right things? <laughs> you know, Like, does he have a lot, of, a lot of really good traits, uh, but there's, there's some fatal flaw, you know? Uh, there's, there's, there's something that, that, that's holding him back there. So you kind of have to evaluate those things and, and, and look at that and figure out where it's going to be. But I thought it was interesting that, that Callahan said that, and that Callahan said, uh, you know, that, that that's what they as coaches like was the tape. Um, you know, rather than the potential uh, you know, to, to have guys that, that, you know, can do it, you know, can come in and do it. Um, so yeah, let's not rule out people that are, you know, sixes and sevens and eights, you know, like you don't have to be nines and tens in those things, uh, to be successful, you know, and, and I'm not going to, you know, point to people that had terrible, terrible racism, and were all pros because, you know, those, those people are outliers. And, but the, the point is that, I mean, really, the job is to find outliers. You know, all these guys are outliers. Like, these aren't normal human beings. Like, these are these are <laughs> special athletes. Um, so you know, like, it's finding that balance. You know, it's figuring out what's going to work and, and putting in all these things. And I think sometimes we get we get caught up in one thing. Well, he can't do this. He's out. He, well, he's got this number. He's out. Yeah, you know. Again, there there are certain thresholds. Uh, as Callahan said, like, man, well, this person's a little on the short side. This person's a little. But you still have to be able to play around with those things and, and, and figure out how you're, you're going to win. You know, I think those things can be a useful tool, um, but I think there's always a gray area. You know, it's always muddied up. Anyway, this has been a particularly long episode of this show um, that I usually try and keep short. So we're going to break it off right here and uh, get you on to the next Century Jungle podcast. Uh, check out the Orange and Black Insider, uh, my man anthony and john see what those guys are up to and uh yeah we'll, we'll go from there but hey we're a week away from the draft just about and uh excited to see what happens excited to stay up real late and go to work the next morning uh <laughs> but uh, uh hey you know what First row problems, right? Those are good problems to have, you know, winning games going deep in the playoffs. Uh, we will, we will take it, uh, but we'll see you next week. We'll keep following up. Uh, lots of great content coming to Cincy Jungle. I guess I'm coming up on, on Diva Tackles. I got stuff out there already on corners and safeties who should be considered with that first overall pick or first overall, first round pick, not the first overall, definitely not the first overall. All right, who did? Yeah, we're coming for what's ours. Yeah, we coming for hours. You hit-